Welcome to the Open House Podcast with James Tatum. This podcast is about conversations that we have in the gym. Everything from training methods, technique, massage, and other odd topics that come up. So make sure you subscribe, leave a review. It helps us out. All right, today we've got uh, George and Tyree here today. What's up, guys? Hey, how's it going? Hey, guys. James, when you do the intro, it's so much, it's so easy, so smooth. I tried to do it on the, the other day and I just screwed it up three words in, screwed up George's name. I was like, I can't do this. So easy for you. You didn't have your bang, that's why. Mm. Yeah, uh, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, that could have been it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I had I had to practice a lot. Well, actually, I didn't practice. I just did it. I've done it on all of the other episodes, which has been like 39. <laughs> so yeah. I've After had 40 times. 30th attempt or 39th attempt, yeah. Uh, and I think that's all it is. All right. Just like why you guys can practice bear? opening up that. Uh, oh, that's a rain. Oh yeah, this is this is the white gummy bear flavor. This and Dreamsicle, these these are the two best. Granted, if, if these are really really sweet, that's why I like them. If you don't like sweet stuff, this isn't for you. Do gummy bears actually have different flavors based on their color? Okay, I get shit for this because I don't <laughs> taste the difference. Yeah, everybody says, "Oh no, I only like the red ones," and, and people are so picky about that. Like, man, it's all the same. I just I don't taste the difference at all. I think it depends on the brand. Have you had? Uh, I think it's what the Albanese gummies bears. Maybe <laughs> they come. They come in like the white package with the red letters. Yeah, those I can taste the difference. But if you get like just like the um, regular ones, what is it? Harabo? How you say it? Harbo? Yeah, 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 whichever one. Yeah, that's the one that sounds familiar to me. Yeah, those ones all taste the same, I feel like. I saw a so video got- the other day that apparently their like green one is strawberry. Like I don't I take a handful of them anyway, so I don't know. Right. It it was, it was a video. It, it was one of the mayhem athletes. I was on YouTube and uh, oops. It's like those jelly beans, the ones where you get the ones that taste like socks and stuff like that. Have you had uh-huh. those? Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that stuff's nasty. I mean jelly beans are just nasty anyway, so why would I you do have a new comp warm-up meal? Even worse jelly beans. Starburst <laughs> jelly beans. Grade A. I'm bringing a whole box for the first. Just wait. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. They're, they're, they're so good. You know what I got so, just recently was at a, at a local gas station. I, don't, I need to look up the brand, but it was like sour gummy worms. And mm-hmm. they were the best sour gummy worms I've ever had. And they're like made locally here. So like whoever it is, they're like packing on the sour stuff on there, and they're they're good because I feel like those other like main brand things they kind of skimp on some of the stuff to get away with it. Try those but, sour uh, lifesavers; those are pretty good too. Sour lifesavers and sour gummy worms. I will do those too. Yeah, I have to be selective because I don't really eat a lot of candy. Um, well. Not that I try not to. It just doesn't. Uh, I don't. I don't get the draw. It's just like, oh, it's candy. I'm like, eh, I'll be all right. Just wait till um, I come back. Me and Amanda had that conversation the other day because she was talking about. Oh, damn, I probably shouldn't have brought this up with you too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, all right, let's let's hear it, and then we'll give you some crap, and then I'll tell you about. Oh, uh, <laughs> so I have different macros. Change my numbers, and I'm looking at things I can eat. And it's like, all right, I could have chicken and this, and so eating a lot of chicken. And my carbs are so low, I had like 30 carbs left over or something. And she was like, well, that's like three ounces of rice. I'm like, I don't know what three ounces of rice is going to do for anybody. Like that's, 
that's not rice. You, like, that's not, you need nine, t- at least 10 ounces of rice in a meal, like three ounces Jesus of rice. Christ. Three ounces of rice isn't going to do anything. And she was like, no, that's a lot of rice. And I'm like, that's, I mean, I could do that. Or I could have 27 Starburst jelly beans. <laughs> like, that's, I, granted, I'm going to count them out individually because I'm not going to cheat on the macros. But three ounces of rice, that's that's like a spoon and a half. Or 27 of these Starburst jelly beans. I mean, seems like an easy choice to me. Yeah, how do you, uh, how much is three ounces of rice, like, once it's cooked? Oh, I mean, not, we weigh it after it's cooked. Oh. That, okay, I was confused, because you said 10 ounces for one meal. I was like, holy shit. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm talking about after, <laughs> no, I'm talking about after it's cooked. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, you know what, I, yeah, that's not a lot of rice. Um, but I went to, uh, I went to a, an Italian restaurant once when I was, I don't know, in high school when I was eating a lot. Uh, it was a wrestling season. And they uh, they said, all right, we're going to give you a pound of spaghetti or like pasta. And I was like, oh, all right, a pound. Like, And I'm thinking like a dry pound. And they yeah. come out with this little like tiny serving. <laughs> and I was in high school, so I didn't have any money. So I paid like $12 for it. And I was like, that's the most expensive meal I've ever bought when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. But I expected it to be a pound of spaghetti like a dry pound. So then they came out and they're like, I was like, Oh, this, this is like, in my mind, that was like less than a quarter pound of dry spaghetti, which is what they brought out. <laughs> and I was just like, man, I just got ripped off. They advertised this like a pound of spaghetti and they brought me this shit. I never <laughs> went back to that restaurant. Yeah. Uh, what I remember the most expensive meal I had, it was actually, it was in Charlotte. Well, of course I don't want to say, of course it was, it was in Charlotte. But it was actually pretty good. I had shrimp, lobster, chicken. It was it was good. It was a lot. It was a lot. It, that was probably actually a pound. Like that, I got a whole bunch for that. All right. So one of the most expensive places meals that I've had that was worth it. You know, I've had some meals where it was just like like I've had tapas or something, and it was just like that was just not worth it. Like sure, it tasted okay, but a Brazilian steakhouse. I think I went one place and it, I think my bill ended up being like $60 just for me. But it was worth it. You had like those chicken hearts and they come around with all the meat. Uh-huh. Like that was a good meal for $60. Yeah. Yeah. Raina took me to one of those for my birthday and I sat there for almost four hours. So I was like, yeah, we're not leaving. Yeah. yeah. I'm just sit here and hang out for a while. Because <laughs> they just keep I'm coming the around fence. with the big old sticks of meat and they just cut it off fresh right there for you. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. That is like the one time I think it is definitely worth it to just go ahead and blow your wallet out for a meal. But most of the time I'm on the fence because I don't want to spend that much for food knowing that in two hours I'm going to be hungry again. I'm like, man, I just dropped $70. And then in two hours I'm going to go in the kitchen and grab a banana. I'm like, I, I don't. But if I go somewhere like one of those Brazilian steakhouses, yes, let's go ahead and do it. Like the last, I was the last time I went there once with a group of friends and you could like get, you could pay for some extra stuff. And the only like extra thing was, um, it's like cinnamon pineapple that they had cooked. I was like, ah, it's fine. I'm not going to pay any extra for that. But a couple of guys at the table did and about half of us didn't. And he got some 
He's like, here, try it. I'm like, there's no way in hell this was worth an extra $15, but I'll try it. And I took one bite and started crying. <laughs> I, was, I was laughing at myself for not buying. I'm like, this is the best thing I've ever had. This is amazing. I was literally sitting at the table crying because I was laughing like, oh, man, I should have paid that $15. You were right. That So now if I ever go there again, 100% sure I'm, I'm spending every dollar that they let me. Yeah, pineapple can be pretty good. You know, it's good for your joints as well. Hmm. I should eat a yeah. lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like you eat a whole pineapple. It's got a lot of anti-inflammatory stuff. It's good for weightlifters to eat pineapple. Hmm. Pineapple's got ibuprofen in it. How about that? <clears throat> <laughs> Something like that. Uh, yeah, so uh, Raina actually sent a... Uh, message to the group about uh about podcasters and musicians and the difference between them i thought that was pretty funny <laughs> that let, me, was, let me pull that one up that, that was, yeah that one was good because here we are talking about food and pineapple and all that right. uh that was so true all right musicians so it's uh what's the name of that dog that uh, is on uh dogecoin um I... she she uh shib or something i don't know i I can't remember the name but that's like they make the meme with that type of dog and this is that dog on there and it's this musician and like he looks like Derek bochamp um with the beanie (laughs) and all that stuff and he's like what if nobody wants to listen to it and then uh podcasters are over here uh and then there's this whole conversation about ice cream and letting the cashier letting the ice cream melt and uh just I guess the idea is podcasters just don't give a shit if anybody's listening. We're going to be talking about Brazilian steakhouses, pineapple, and ice cream. Um, yep. Hey, but but ice cream is good. Ice cream is a yep. good uh, good thing for weightlifters. You need that fat, and it's very calming. It helps your nervous system calm down, especially if you get like the good ice cream, like some dark chocolate uh, mm. Haagen-Dazs or something whenever they come out with that. So when I worked at... Uh, Auto Bell, it's a car wash in the Carolinas. Um, you might be there for like 10 hours, right? You might really just have a 10 hour shift and you never know what time you're going to leave. Whenever it slows down, they'll just send the first people who got there home. So when you would get your one 20 minute break of the day, they would recommend that we would go down the street to Smoothie King and get a Hulk. Because if you got a large Hulk, it had 2000 calories in it. Yeah, it was, but it was delicious. And it made me think about it because it had ice cream in it, and that's what shot up the calories. It had ice cream in it, protein. You could get it with peanut butter. They just literally threw a bunch of stuff in there. It was really good. It was really rich, and it was 2,000 calories, so I haven't had one in a couple years. You know, that's the crazy thing is that um, when I was in Alaska, I would say a lot of the Army gyms have Smoothie Kings inside of them. So you'd finish working out and you go order these crazy like smoothies and everything, mm-hmm. not even thinking about how many calories are in it or anything like that. And um, so easily probably digesting like 7,000 calories a day back then. I don't know how it wasn't like in 96. Because you were in the army and you were running back and forth all day, every day. <laughs> that's how you were waking up running seven miles just because that like that's that'll help. That'll do it. Yeah, that's, that's true. No wrong. I did have Smoothie King this morning, though. I got to. Strawberry, uh, chocolate gladiator with strawberry as the fruit. Good idea. 45 grams of protein. 
All right. So did the guy that owned the auto bell also own the Smoothie King? Because that's uh, like <laughs> half your paycheck for that 10-hour shift going that right back so to smart. that. <laughs> we did. Uh, there was one time where the store got in trouble. And this is when you realize there's a bunch of high school kids that are just idiots. One, So we're wearing these red shirts with a big yellow bell on our back. Very recognizable. And while one of the Smoothie King employees was making the smoothie, this idiot puts his hand in their tip jar and takes out all their tips. And then leaves. Like he wasn't wearing a big shirt that showed where he was going back to on it. So then they came on over to the store and was like, hey, look at this tape. And then they fired him right then. Like, you idiot. Why would you do that? So that's a bunch of 16-year-olds. But I remember that one. Yep. Video cameras. That would have worked 40 years ago. Uh, Man, the things people got away with back in the 80s and 70s is wild. There were no cameras anywhere. There was nothing. So, James, let's talk about this 3 by 5 at 80% last week on Friday. <laughs> my body hurt for three days. I know. My legs. Three days. Especially, it was what, Monday we had front squats too. And I was like, fuck. Hurt. Squats. I thought it was just me. I didn't want to say anything. I thought it was just me and I was just being a baby. That wrecked me the rest of the day. I did mine on Saturday. I, I will say I it's felt a good sign though. Because – um. Normally in the past, when it's 80% back squats, three sets of five aren't moving as well. Yours and they felt like it, it felt like a 75%, but my legs were dead for like three days. Interesting. I haven't been squatting well, but those those were the best Saturday squats I've had in a while. And I was shocked. And then later the day, I felt wrecked. And then on Monday, when we had the front squats, they moved well. But my, it wasn't my quads. It was my adductors and hamstrings were just gone. And I was stretching every night. Like it was, I was wrecked. Yeah. So the goal there, we had, uh, last week we had speed week or like pretty much deload speed week. So everything else was a little bit lighter except the squats. The squats were just up a little bit. I think we were only doing like sets of two to four reps at 80% the past few weeks. And then we did three by five at 80% at the end of the deload. So did you guys get through the sets? All right. Or were this, the actual sets hard? No, everything felt good. I was just talking shit. Cause my legs were sore for a couple of days. <laughs> yeah. So you know what probably happened is you were probably like fresh and strong. And yep. then you actually went after a set of squats when you were fresh and you mm-hmm. just kind of, uh, went more aggressive after them. So maybe you got I- even a better training effect. I haven't been doing, well, let me not say I haven't been doing. I have been doing them, but I haven't been hitting the percentages on the Saturday squats for all the sets. Like, not that I'm skimping, but like, it's just my knees weren't having it. So I would, like, if we had four, like the one week we have four by four, instead of just staying at 80%, I did four reps the whole way up. And I think I did two sets there. So like, I'm still getting the volume in, but I just, I wasn't able to hit it. This past Saturday was the first week when we had the three by five, the first week that I could actually hit the prescribed percentages for all of the sets. And it felt good. And then I hurt 30 minutes later for the next <laughs> three days. Yeah, but you need some pineapple. I could do it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the back squats are always fun. It's the front squats that follow it like two days later or the day after that suck. George, I will never agree with you. Back squatting is one of the worst lifts. 
<laughs> aside from deadlift deadlift now i'm not talking about clean pulls or snatch grip deadlift traditional deadlift is the worst lift known to mankind it is every uncoordinated person's favorite lift let's start there so i hold don't like now. hold up now <laughs> yes, yes. i don't like deadlift i don't like back squat but i know most people do like back squat i just i'd much rather front squat than back squat but deadlift is the worst lift known to mankind there's just no satisfaction like Cool, you picked up the bar that you should have been able to pick up. There was no, like, uh, it's, uh. Mm, what about when you pick up the bar that you shouldn't have been able to pick up? Mm. Mm. So I just stood up with it? Like, I don't, that's, that's still no. The last that's time like, I peered on my deadlift, do you remember the day that, well, you probably don't remember, but I, something was broken on me because I'm always broken. And I had been lifting for like two weeks and I showed up to the gym on a Saturday. And I asked James if I could go for a one rep deadlift. And of course, I haven't been lifting. So he's like, why would you do that? And I said, well, I don't care about deadlift. So if I deadlift well, cool. I don't care. And if I deadlift really bad, I don't care. And you were like, good point. And then I PR'd my deadlift and didn't care. Like, I just, it's like, cool. I stood up with the weight. Like, I just, there's no, a nice That's- snatch, a nice clean, a nice bench, a nice overhead, a nice jerk. Those, there's some type of satisfaction. But me just standing up with a weight and moving at a foot, like uh, I don't it's know. like the it's like the training method where it's like train with intent, but not with expectations, mm-hmm. and then it allows you to get a better performance because you're not stressing about what you're going to hit that day. So maybe that was a good learning lesson, Tyree. Yeah, I like that. Uh, also, we're going into deadlifts after nationals. Let's go. Um, yeah. Hopefully, snatch. <laughs> I told I told a guy yesterday. He's like, "Are you going to do volume?" Are you ever going to do volume? I was like, yeah, after nationals, we'll probably get tens on snatch grip deadlift. Wait, hold on. Are you ever going to do volume? Has he not seen the last fucking three training cycles where James was burying us with volume? Well, don't forget where I'm at. I'm in West Virginia, so their volume is different. Like, they'll do three Uh, by ten twice a day, twice a week. mm. So, like, their their volume is they're doing three by ten on every exercise. Like, literally every exercise twice a week twice a day if they're doing two a days so when they see me when they see us do volume like oh that's not volume 20 minute imam not volume so they just they view it differently i don't care who you are those 70 percent complexes (laughs) yep (laughs) yep yeah i know and i I try to tell them i'm like it's just the way that we get our volume is just different than you like when i get three back-to-back 20-minute snatch imam, 20-minute clean jerk imam, followed by a 20-minute front squat imam of doubles. That counts. But uh, <laughs> but it, they just they don't get imams like that. So they don't they, – they just – it's different. Yeah, I will say that the – I don't – I know that your program is a little bit different than the LSU program. So I've done the LSU. Um, and we would do like six or seven exercises a day and like – day one would be three by 10 and then day three would be the same exercises, but like five by 10. Um, Mm -hmm. so like, and when you're doing strength exercises, you're doing the eccentric and the concentric and it's mostly just strength exercises when you're doing like, uh, the tens. So like that volume does build up pretty fast. It's a, it's pretty aggressive. Um, but you get strong. Oh yeah. No, they, they can all squat a house. All of them. I'll give them that. Like, I had my all... best uh, squat after LSUS. 
where are they? We Not my a, best deadlift, though. And on, which is kind of shocking to me that is, is as much as they pull. I mean, they squat more, but uh, most of the lifters here are really, really good squatters. But can't deadlift to save their life, which is shocking to me because I've just always been the opposite. Like if my squat goes up, my deadlift's going to go up. I'm not going to out squat my deadlift. But I think every single one of, well, I can think of two of them that don't. Aside from two of them, they can all out squat their deadlift for reps. Like they'll hit a set of five back squat above their one rep deadlift, which is wild to me. Yeah, that is pretty crazy. Yeah, I mean, I have one girl in mind. She did a three by five at 116 and then PR'd her back squat at 126. But she said the most that she's ever pulled from the floor was 110 for a grindy single. Yeah, I think specializing in deadlift is a little bit different than specializing in squat. Squat, you do well with like high frequency and stuff. Um, deadlift, not so much. Um, you know, actually, I've done I've done kind of both ends of the spectrum. I've done uh, I've done a program where I deadlifted once a month, and uh, I improved, and I think I got a PR after that. And uh, then I did another program where I deadlifted once a week, and that's when I hit my actual best deadlift. Um, but if I've ever done like anything more than once a week on deadlift, it's like, it just sucks. Like it doesn't, I like, I don't really get better. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's going to change person to person. Um, and the way that deadlifts fit into weightlifting is a little bit different than the way that they fit into powerlifting. Cause you know, if you're going heavy on deadlift frequently, you can't snatch and clean and jerk. Like it's, it just doesn't work. Um, you know, I guess there's some exceptions to that, but the general rule is that that high frequency of deadlifting just doesn't work as well in weightlifting. I wonder what the best deadlifters in the world, how frequently they deadlift. I'll say I'm, while I don't like deadlift and I will always say that it's the uncoordinated person's favorite lift. I am ready for snatch grip deadlift. I am ready oh. for pins on that. That's I, and granted, were yeah, you were around, George. The I think it was the beginning of COVID when we had that wild snatch grip deadlift cycle. Yeah, I ended up doing like my best deadlifts two thirty, and I ended up doing two twenty snatch grip deadlift for like th- for a, I think it was one set of doubles and then like three or four singles. Like my snatch grip deadlift got really close to my conventional. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie that training cycle was pretty rough because it was like the heavy snatch grip deadlifts with the heavy back squats. Mm-hmm. And that one was pretty good. Yeah. But I was going to say when I was doing power lifting, I felt like um, we would do two days of deadlifting. One day would be conventional and the next day would be like sumo. And um, basically that whichever one you were, was your competition pool would be the heavier one for the week. And the other one would be more of like a speed exercise. Okay. I mean, that makes sense. That makes sense. I can see that. Uh, Half Thor deadlifted once a week leading up to his 501 kilo deadlift. Okay. And then Eddie Hall deadlifted once per week. 
and it wasn't heavy every week. Yeah, I don't know. And that's when I hit my best deadlift. I think I snatch gripped 265. Flex. Wait, you said a snatch um, grip? Yeah, snatch grip 265. Ooh. And yeah. then uh, after that, I went right into clean grip deadlifts, and I hit, I hit a, like, uh, I think 285. Yeah, that's insane. <clears throat> Some people really. But are speaking of uh, clean pools, the clean pools yesterday felt really good. What about Speak you, Terry? For yourself. Speak for the one good pull I had was the last one, and I record all my pulls to watch it. My first two, I could feel my butt shooting up right off the floor. The last two, I kept a much better position. It was just deathly slow, but the last two pulls, I kept a good position. The last one was a decent speed. Was that 105% of your clean and jerk? 110. 110. 110. So I, I, I did mine at 76. Yeah, I was at 181. I was ripping them, though. They felt pretty good. <laughs> I was so pissed from the 161 attempts, though, that I had extra fuel. Hmm. I was like, I'm going to clean 181. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, I, yeah, I, I had the opposite response. I looked at that the miss that I sent. And then I started playing calm music to calm back down and say, it's okay. We'll have another training day. This is okay. And then I calmed down during my pulls. Mm, there are value in both of those methods. We are, I think we you guys are, both we are chose the correct one. <laughs> we, are, we are just completely opposite all the time. We're opposite now. <laughs> we're opposite on comp day. We're opposite the day as soon as we wake up. It's just we are the complete opposite. That's why you got to come about. back to uh, Carolina. That way we can train together. That would be so nice to go back to Charlotte. That would be anywhere. Raleigh, like, yeah, that would be nice to go back to the Carolinas. Yeah, North Carolina and South Carolina is really kind of turning into a hub of weightlifting. Uh, So that's kind of neat to see. It'll be cool to see how it develops in the coming years. Like, uh, it would be cool if it got, like, as big as it is in Texas, because be nice. you know, Texas is pretty good. Yeah, Florida's pretty big, but it does like <clears throat> weird things. Like the reason it's big is because it's a high school sport and they do power clean and bench press. Mm. So that like the high schoolers get exposed to it and you get mm-hmm. some strong kids, but it's just like, uh, it, yeah, it it's not quite on the same level as Texas. Texas is like weightlifters. Let's talk about the Southeastern Championship in September. Are we hitting that up, Coach, or what? Yeah, that's a good idea. The registration just September? left live. September, yeah. Where is it at? Uh, Sugar, Sugar Creek Brewery in yeah. Charlotte. Hmm. Let me get that. Uh, let me get that date for you. Yeah, we need I, a meet. We all need a meet here in West Virginia. We need a meet to go to. We went to. Uh, we might do the ETSU meet again, though, because we did the ETSU meet last year, and we need a, a meet for the beginning of the school year. September 24th and 25th, Sugar Creek slash CrossFit Mech, um, Southeastern Championships. Uh, yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be fun. Yeah, who knows? Maybe I'll even do that one. Oh, I seen the sign up and I was like, we got to hit it up. Hey, James, I say you come down to 81 so the three of us can 
go to nationals next year. Oh, we'll go, yeah, go down to 81 so the three of us can go to finals as 81s down in Atlanta. Yeah. That'd be fun. I weigh 85 right now. Oh, man, skinny James. All I right. Know. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. That uh, would be wild if the three uh, – that'd also be a headache. But it'd be fun. <laughs> the three of us at a meet in finals. That would be fun in the same weight class. That'd be cool. That would be fun. So are you coming to the uh, Southeastern Championships, Tyree? Is that a yes or is that a maybe? I will not be competing, but I do want to go. Not competing? Then why are you going to come? Come on now. Uh, just to watch and hopefully bring a bunch of people from West Virginia and have them compete. Yeah, that's a good point. It's tough to uh, compete and coach when you've got a big group. I, I will. I will never try to compete at a meet i'll never try to yeah if, if i know people are going i won't compete because i mean i'm an asshole when i start competing i just like i don't want to hear yeah don't speak to me but then it's their comp day so like you can't do that to them like i'm gonna wake up and start watching my uh kianu shastami videos and they're gonna try to talk to me about their warm-up attempts i don't care today and that's not fair so i just i won't compete if, if there are other people competing i'm not gonna do it i'll let them have their mm-hmm. day Yep. So uh, last weekend, speaking of competition, I went down to Athletic Lab and uh, coached your athlete Zach Norman at uh, at that competition. Uh, he gave me a nice scare. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he uh, he missed his first two snatches, uh, and I was like, "Oh boy!" <laughs> but uh, and then on his third attempt, when he made it, uh, and this is like a weight that he. Like, he wasn't even an aggressive opener. I think it ended up being, like, 89% or something. Um, but he was walking backwards, but he fought and he saved it. Uh, and then he came back strong and hit all three clean and jerks, uh, which was good. So, it made it kind of fun. Um, clutch. Come through clutch. But uh, that, was a, that was an interesting meet. So, Athletic Lab, I haven't been to that location. They've just got a big open space with, like, turf in the middle. And so, they had a lot of space and chairs, and they've got those... Um, the flooring, so their, their weightlifting platforms are like inlaid in the flooring. Um, and it looks real nice. They're kind of slick, but they look, you know, it looks smooth. It's nice, smooth, open look. Um, I, I would say the only complaint that I had about that meet is that they had giant sessions. They had like 18 to 20 people per session. Oh, what? How many sessions did they have? Four. Um, so that was, that was kind of a, a weird thing, uh, but they ran on time, which is impressive. Uh, but yeah, I don't, uh, I wouldn't want to be the director of that <clears throat> to have, you know, 18 to 20 people per, I'm trying to, per I session. Mean, barbells and brews used to have big sessions. I remember, and I don't remember how many people were in the session, but I remember there was one time where, uh, Jamie was at this meet with me and we had both snatched. And we're sitting in the back and Jackie was counting for us. And she came over. She's, she said, you guys have 49 minutes. So we took off our tape. Jamie put his shirt back on and we're just sitting on the benches. And they were ending with a women's session that day. So the women from the next session came over and like, hey, we, we need this platform. We're like, no, we're like, we still need it. And like, no, you guys are done. You need to go. And then uh, again, it's calm day. So then I was pissed off now that they said it that way. It's like, no, we... We haven't even started our clean and jerk warm up yet. 
we're going to be here for a while because we had almost an hour. Yeah. So what would you guys prefer? Would you prefer like a giant session like that or would you prefer like a late night session? Oh, giant or late night? Yeah, because like the other option would be like you're weighing in at, I don't know. Yeah, or like maybe weighing in at 5.30 and lifting at 7.30 and Um, you get done at 9.30. I think I would prefer the late night session. Because um, most of the time, when you look at like the A sessions for like our weight classes, they're in the evening time, so it could be good prep, like good preparedness for when you get to the AO finals or championships. Um, yeah, I would but say, at the local meet, are you going to have people staying and watching, or is it just going to be dead? I would still rather have the late night session because if we have the late, I, I don't want to wait. I mean, think about we'll look at the Arnold right when I was counting for Trung. We had 18 attempts at 100 kilos for clean and jerk. He was sitting forever. I had to wave him twice because people started missing and they started repeating it. And he was opening at 101, or it wasn't an opener. I think it was his second attempt at 101. And we had 18 attempts at 100 kilos. So with big sessions, I, I wouldn't want to wait 25 minutes between attempts. I would rather just go a little later and know that I can go through my normal lifts was that Plus, a big session or was it just everybody at the same weight? It was just everybody was at the same weight. Yeah. Lately at nationals, they've been like capping them at like 12 or 13. Yeah. It wasn't that big of a session. It was just everybody wanted the same thing. And if you, the more people in the session, the more that's going to happen and the more it's going to get spaced out to where you have to start making smaller jumps just so you don't wait 30 minutes. And don't forget the, what was it, 2020 when USA weightlifting decided I had to weigh in what at 11 o'clock at night. The online nationals, when we had all the people show up at how, I was lifting at 1240 at night. Oh, yeah, that was late. Right. Like, that makes no sense, but neither does anything else USA Weightlifting does, so nobody should be shocked. That an 81A session going at midnight, that's brilliant. Mm, yeah, well, it was 9 o'clock in California. That's the other <laughs> thing that kind of... Like, it makes things a little bit different with that online thing is that, you know, when people are in person, everyone's in the same location. Mm-hmm. We kind of get the short end of the stick with that uh, on the East Coast. But I guess it's not that big of a deal. Well, e- even with that, I would rather have that than have a, a 20 or 30 person session. Or even 16. I, if it's 16 people, I'd rather lift in the middle of the night. I was going to say, especially with Snatch, because like. The snatch, once you get that rhythm going, you want to keep it. Mm-hmm. And then if you got an 18-minute wait, 20-minute wait, things get a little weird. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's good to be prepared for both of them. Um, so that was uh, that was the athletic lab meet. Uh, and so Zach did pretty good. Came out with a uh, four-for-six performance at his first competition. Seem pretty excited about it, ready to come back for some more. Um, I don't think we talked about Trung yet, but Trung went to uh, powerlifting nationals mm-hmm. um, and hit a 10 kilo PR total. Uh, did pretty good. I think uh, hit the live stream got cut out. Fourth? like, Yeah, and it got fourth place. And the live stream cut out right before his uh, second attempt. Like he was walking up to the bar for the squat and then it cut out and mm-hmm. then they didn't do any more of his lifts. Um, 
which I guess it was just a camera switched around to different platforms. But uh, let's see if I can remember what he did. He squatted 190, bench pressed 125, and deadlifted. Uh, shoot, what did he deadlift? 195? Uh, let me see. Uh, I, I know it was more. I'm pulling it up now. He went. Uh, no, he squatted 190, benched 125, and deadlifted 187 and a half for a 502 total. At sixty five point nine two body weight. So, yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. 500 kilo total. Um, equipped power lifter. Uh, so now we're going to be progressing him to go to uh, weightlifting, getting his weightlifting numbers up, get him to the American Open. Mm-hmm. So he'll go to the national level meets as a power lifter and a weightlifter. It's a pretty fun goal. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, pretty, pretty cool. I just I I can't imagine. I guess I'm just not good. Like maybe that's it. Like powerlifting. I just I wonder. I guess I just haven't done that training. I wonder what that would be like trying to do both. It would probably be good for you. Hmm. Get stronger. Embrace deadlifts. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I will say I know a lot of people. They talk about the bench press and getting tight overhead. That never happens to me. I just can't bench because my shoulders don't like it. But I never, like the best bench I ever hit, I PR'd my snatch two days later. I, I, I just, benching and snatching never bothered me at all. It's because you're a CrossFitter, Tyree. At heart, at heart. That's, <laughs> yeah. I was, after Nationals, um, I got talked into doing a super total meet over here in Washington. So, so, all right, stay tuned. Do I'm it. They did a no- super total meet in Atlanta, and th- do you get prize money? Do, are there is there prize money at yours? No, it's just like a local thing. It's not like nothing that big. But so the one in Atlanta, they did prize money for the super total, and our weight class the the winning clean and jerk was like one forty five, and the winning bench was like one thirty. I mean, it was the same guy, but like it. The numbers really weren't that good. I was like, oh, man, I guess maybe maybe we should do these. Was that the one that was down at uh, Caleb Williams' gym? I, I don't know the gym. was. It? I, I don't know which gym it was at. Mm. Yeah, I was going to go to that one, but then something came up, and I couldn't go that same weekend a couple years ago because I think he does it every year, and he's down there in Atlanta. So the order is what? It's snatch, clean and jerk, squat, bench, and then deadlift? I believe so. Yeah, that sounds right. Weightlifting first and then the powerlifting total after. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Um, I know that I'm going to rely on the other lifts to carry the bench because I haven't benched in a while. <laughs> uh, yeah. you'll, you'll still pull out a 130 just because like, you you can still bench 130, 135 just because. Well, just think about it. A lot of people won't be able to. Uh, they'll be relying on their bench because they won't be able to snatch and they could probably snatch less than you can bench. That's yeah, the, that's true. Like, I think that's where weightlifters kind of have an advantage going into this is that mm-hmm. we can snatch and clean and jerk more than, you know, that's like two advantage to their one disadvantage being the bench press. And then after filling that three by five at 80%, I definitely think I'm sitting on a back squat PR. 
Mm. Yeah, it's about time. It'll be a perfect time to do it right after nationals. I'm curious. Somebody asked me the other day what I think I could hit for a back squat. And I don't know if I'm in shape for a pure. I do think I, I'm around like 90. I think I could hit like 97, 98% right now. But I don't, I don't know. The first step is believing, Tyree. You have to believe. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so- positive self-talk. Mm. Um, yeah, so this weekend I am going to uh, go to a, a, a samba competition. Um, and I guess that's like uh, a new sport that they're trying to make into an Olympic sport. Um, and it, I guess it's a Russian sport. And I think it's like, I, I don't know, I kind of jokingly said that maybe uh, maybe this is the way that the International Olympic Committee is uh, being nice to Russia after kicking them out of the past two Olympics. Oh, we'll put in a Russian sport. Right. Um, so I don't, I don't know. They, I guess they're trying to become accredited. But I guess it's like a mixture of wrestling, judo, and uh, jiu-jitsu. But like are, there's only parts of it on all of them. Are you going to compete or are you going to watch? Uh, I'm going to go compete. Nice. I don't know the rules, but I'm going to compete. Um, <laughs> so we'll see what happens. This might be fun. We'll talk about that next week on the podcast and see how, uh, see if I get beat up or if I beat somebody up. They say, you know, James Tatum, Olympian. (laughs) (laughs) This wasn't the path that we thought, but boy, it's going to work. You're going to get those rings. Weightlifter from double bodyweight snatch to Samba champion. Right. Oh man. That's a story. I'll I'll tell you what, uh, I have wrestled people. Like I was pretty good at wrestling when I was in high school. And then I wrestled somebody that was just like on the next level. And I was just like, oh, like this guy is significantly better than me. I think it was at the state championships and he tech falled me, um, which means he got like 15 points more than me. Uh, and like if I actually like got a hold of him, I would have like been able to control him. But this dude was so fast and slippery and just smooth and he was good at good at wrestling so there's just some people out there that are just really good at like grappling and i'll tell you what i'm not on that level <laughs> i was talking to the wrestlers about that yesterday because i mean i'm talking to them in the weight room so they're all trying to get stronger um but the one of the girls that's on the team her she gained weight so she's like i can't go back down to the weight class i tried before but her brother also gained weight so they're still trying to fight each other for the same they're still battling for the same spot i think it's the 116 weight class and she said he's just he's just better than me he's not stronger than me he just knows what he's doing (laughs) he's just a better wrestler i was like yeah that's that's part of the problem i said if i was if i tried to wrestle these kids i would beat half of them just because i can pick them up and sling them against the wall and then i would lose to the other half because i have no clue what i'm doing it's got to be good at it and i have no clue how to wrestle yeah, well, the better athlete doesn't always win. That is a good lesson there. Um, yeah. yeah, combat sports are weird. Because mm-hmm. yeah. it's all about how you can direct your energy in some senses. So, like, yeah, someone could be stronger than you, but you can use their strength against them. Mm-hmm. Yep. I learned that quick when I was doing jujitsu because, like, I was stronger than a lot of the people that I would roll with, and then they would just use my strength against me, and I'd be tired within, like, the first two minutes, and then it was over. And they would yeah. just slither around me almost like a snake. It was, it was insane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I stick in my lane. I know what I'm good at. Well, yeah. Get, get outside of your lane. 
Get I mean, some variety in your life. Get some, get some GPP. Um, yeah, I'm there you go. I'm reaching out with golfing. That's probably about as far as I'm reaching. And I had to pull back for like this month with golfing. I think I went a little too hard and then my elbow and forearm started bothering me because <laughs> it was that. Yeah. So I went, played 18 holes on a Sunday. And then this was a couple weeks ago when we had the Monday lifts of like the snatch plus overhead. We had a bunch of reps at 85%, then multiple reps at 90 and then reps over 90. So I played 18, then had that day the next day, then went to the driving range on Tuesday after doing the, I did the Tuesday stuff in the morning session afternoon, went to the driving range, shot off like 180 shots. And then next morning, my elbow and forearm just hated me like, oh, let's wait till after nationals and then I'll pick it back up. I'll just give it two weeks and it feels a little better now. So I just went too hard too quick. Yeah, golf looks fun. What what do you say about it? What do you think about it? It, it is fun for several reasons. One plus the more you do it the better it gets to watch on TV because then you really realize how nasty these guys are. Like, it's just disgusting to watch. Like, how did you put spin on a ball that you just launched 200 yards and then you put backspin on it? How did you do that? It's just, it's wild to watch. But it's fun because it's it's not frustrating. Well, let me not say. It is frustrating, but when you're learning it, you're not so frustrated. Does that make sense? Because you understand that you're new. So it's like, all right, I'm going to get better at this. Instead of being bothered by it, it's more like, all right, we're getting better today. This will be a little better next time. So it's it's very positive. Yeah, you're observing a, uh, a skill acquisition. Yeah. yeah and that's and a good point. that part's nice. And then you get to, I mean, you literally just go out for a couple hours with your friends and ride golf carts, drink and swing golf clubs. Like that's fun, right? See, all, all my friends have started golfing already. And I told myself I was going to wait till I am an old man and retired someday. But now everyone's start golfing. Now. So I'm at the start. I feel like yeah. it. I'm by far the worst one in the group. And it's still fun because every once in a while I'll get a good tee shot. And we're like, all right, guys, let's go. We're about to have a nice hole. Might end up in the water three times that hole. But then you're like, hey, we're going to get better next time. When we come back around to this hole next week, I got it. I'm getting over the water. So it's it's just as frustrating as it can be when you have a bad shot. Five seconds later, you're like, all right, we're getting better. <laughs> and, th- and that's that's what I like about it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I took a class in college about golf. And uh, we had this little tiny, uh, like, par three hole on campus. And... Mm-hmm. We could only use like seven irons or otherwise we would just drive it too far. Launch it. Um, so like now, like I can only use a seven iron. Um, I can <laughs> hit a seven iron just as far as I can hit a driver. Like it's, it's no different. Uh, but it's pretty fun. Um, the, uh, the annoying part is, is that you're always rotating one way and that bothers me a little bit. Um, and then the it's elbow thing. Jerk. Yeah, it's my lead elbow. It's my left arm. That's the one where I'm like, ah, okay, I think it's the golf. I think I think yeah. that's what it is. Especially yeah, when you're not good in that club, dunk in the ground like that doesn't. Feel good. <laughs> Part of it is I'm not good, so uh, that that doesn't help any. But yeah, it, but still, I think there's definitely value. Yeah, uh, but like you said, George, uh, golf is one of those like lifelong sports. 
you could just uh, keep playing until you're old and retired and, um, you know. But, I told Amanda, uh, I'll be yeah, good I, by the time I'm 38. Like, I won't be good for a long time. But when I'm 37, 38, I think I'll be at the point where I am now with weightlifting. Where, like, I have an expectation of what I can do and I, like, have a good gauge. Like, with weightlifting... If I have a bad day, I'm like, you know what you should have done. You know what you did wrong in the middle of the pool. I know what I did wrong. When I'm golfing in the middle of the swing, I can't tell. I can't. I, I just I can't tell yet. So it's going to be a while. See, Terry, you just told on yourself. You're what? thinking too much while you lift. Uh, not so mm. much of thinking, but when you do something wrong, you can tell. How do when you you're... know it's off halfway through the pool unless you're thinking? Oh, no. No, 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 no. When you're forward around the knee, you can't feel that? When I'm lifting heavy shit, I cannot tell you what happened during the lift. I swear to you. When I, like Monday, oh, when no. I was snatching up to 127, I had no clue once I got past 114 what was going on. It was either there or it was like not there. No, no. And like I can feel if I'm forward around the knee, that 120 that I hit the other day when I said I could feel that I was doing it wrong, I could tell the weight was shifted too far. I was shifted too far forward in my feet by the time I got to the power position. I still hit it. But I can feel like, ah, nope, that's wrong. Ah, you came forward off the floor. Yeah, I can feel those things. I guess we approach it differently then because I have like a checklist. Okay, so like I'm approaching the bar. I go to grip the bar and I tell myself all the cues that I want to think about. But then once I actually get set, the brain is like blank. I just go. Yeah, no, I, I will think of my like flat feet, set your back, go. And then as soon as I go, I'm like, ah, that pulled you forward. Fix it. And I, like I can, I can feel it with a snatch. I can feel it throughout the lift. Yeah, well, if you're, I mean, if you're in the moment and you're kind of in that zone of optimal performance, you'll kind of be more along the lines of what George is describing. Um, and what you're describing, Tyree, is just having like that kinesthetic awareness, which is almost like a separate thing. Um, but again, they are related. Um, but being able to observe and feel and have that kinesthetic awareness is good. And so it's something that you'll develop even more by doing a different sport like golf. But on the same token, like once the weight gets to like 80%, then it like it needs to shut off. Then it just needs to you just need to move. Just move and be in the moment. It's not until around one one, like over one nineteen, like one nineteen and up is when I'm like, all right, you just gotta go. You you just gotta go. But everything before that, it's like, ah, you did that a little wrong. Oh, that pull was weird. Oh, fix that next time. So think about how athletic you are when it comes to weightlifting. You don't have to necessarily think about the pull that much because your body's going to adapt and compensate to whatever happens. You've had so many reps at the same, the same movement so many times, your body's just going to correct and it's going to, you're going to be able to adapt. Oh yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying it like I'm thinking about it like it like I'm worried about it. Like I'm purposely like, oh, make sure you do this right. But I can just, I can feel when I'm forward. Like if I'm off around the knee, it's you can like still a, save like, it though. Oh no no no! I'm not saying don't. I'm uh, but still try to save it. I'm not saying like I'm gonna stop in the middle. Like ah, oh, you screwed it up. But if but I'm forward around the knee, I'm like oh, there it went. Subconsciously yeah. makes you think the lift is off though. And then if you think the lift is off, the lift is off, whether it's not, whether it is or whether it's not, it's over. You lost. Hey, you've you heard lost me say this. Well, I don't know if you've heard me say this. James has heard me say this. Ugly people get married too. The lift might not be perfect, 
but you can always save it. Like, yes, it's, it might be forward around the knee, but if you get back to the right position and you transition well, that's still a good lift. You can still make that. Everything doesn't need to be perfect every single time, but that doesn't mean mentality, that it's a mistake. Mentality, though. Mentality. You have to. Yeah. Or you go ahead, James. Yeah, I think what you're, the mindset you're going into it with makes the most sense. Like, that's the correct mindset. I will say, though, when I hit my best competition snatch, I remember mid-lift being like, oh, I fucked this one up. This is way forward at the game. <laughs> Whatever. I'm just going to go for it. And then when I looked back at it, it was actually fine. It just felt wrong. But I was able to, like, overcome that, like, you know, ah, whatever. I'm just going to go for it. Like, I, I was still able to commit to it. I truly believe the 122 that I caught on my toes was simply because there was no thoughts in my head and I was just going to adapt. <laughs> Yeah, I can think of one snatch it's, it's that I just work better for you than most things. The the one snatch where I had absolutely nothing, and I just remember grabbing it and like taking a breath, was the one twenty five. I feel like I just teleported under that, and I remember catching like, oh my god, you just caught this! What <laughs> happened? Like that is the one. Like I don't remember anything through it. I just remember grabbing the bar. I was like, all right, this is this is the lift you wanted today. Breath, and then the next thing I remember, just oh, you caught it. Oh, you caught it. Don't don't screw it up. Just stand up. You caught it. I, that's the one lift where I can say, I, or at least with a snatch, where I just don't remember anything, just completely blacked out and just pulled it. Yeah. And now just if you can recreate that 100 more times, you're going to be snatching 10 more kilos. Yep. That would be beautiful. Yep. I believe it. All right. I think that's a good uh, a good stopping point. Uh, seemed like mostly a, a shop talk episode today and, uh, we'll be back next week. We'll talk about, uh, will we be back next week? Yes, we will. Um, cause then we're going to nationals the week after, uh, maybe I'll bring the, bring a mic to nationals, uh, yeah. at the Airbnb and we'll have like a little podcast. That'll be my whole carry on. Um, so I'll buy clothes at the venue. I won't bring any clothes. <laughs> Smart uh, man. If you get down to 81, you can just share with George and I. I got enough house away with the shirt. <laughs> yeah, I'll just uh, I'll just get some more of those uh, those uh, those Sophie uh, Ranger panties. Um, it's be hot. I'll bring <laughs> that and a, a fanny pack, and then I could pack like uh, we're going to be there for like five days. You know, that's yeah, not going to take yeah, up any room at all. Um. Man, those are some comfortable shorts for summertime. I definitely have three pair. I have some blue, black, and green. I do have three pair. Yep. Uh, yeah. They I've probably tear before, your legs up when you're snatching, though. Anything longer than five inches are jeans. That's it. Like Your shorts have to be five and down. If they're anything longer than five inches, they are jeans. Except for cleans. I am def- I definitely wear my longest shorts when I go to clean because I, I grip like right below the shorts. And then I just feel the bar. I like, try to kick out. So other than that, yeah, long shorts. One time they gave us basketball warm-ups for like a Pan Am team and just seeing a bunch of weightlifters walk around in basketball warm-ups, they did not fit right. <laughs> it was pretty hilarious. <laughs> like the shorts were way past our knees and then like the the pants were like uh, non-stretchy pants and like Ugh. the quads were just like exploding the pants and you couldn't really even squat in them. And then they, they were way too long. Through. You know we got to bring back those uh, those pants that button on the sides. 
Oh, I'd, I'd do that in a heartbeat. Off. Oh, I'd do that in a heartbeat. Yeah, those, those were cool. Especially I'd like rip them off on can... the platform and throw yeah, them to James. Just, I would do that. Just rip them off. <laughs> yeah, that's a that would be worth it. We'll have to look those up, see if they're around anymore. All right, so uh, where can people find you guys? Find me at George81KG on Instagram or at the House of Weightlifting page. And I am Tyree underscore Thor. Wait, oh, what is my name? Tyree underscore Thor. <laughs> and I happen to weightlift. <laughs> wow, I forgot my right. Instagram name. I think after you, were, you were mixing yours and West Virginia weightlifting. Yeah. <laughs> wow, uh, that's yeah, Wow, that's... Mm. You're yeah. losing it. Yeah. Golf might be the right sport. <laughs> yes. This old age is kicking in. 28 this year. Oh, man. All right. And check us out at www.houseofweightlifting.com. All right. Thanks for listening.